Welcome to Beyond the Bench, a podcast sponsored by and in conjunction with Gordon Leadership Services. Beyond the Bench is a podcast done by ADs for ADs. Every week in this podcast, three Iowa high school athletic directors talk about current program issues we are dealing with, special moments we've had, a quote of the week, some hot topics, and we will, of course, have some fun along the way talking about things happening with our family and friends. We'll talk with special guests, including athletic directors currently doing the job, retired ADs, and people we work with inside and outside of the school who help to make our program successful. I'm Todd Gordon, currently at Des Moines Roosevelt High School, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial High School and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy High School. All three of us have taken different paths to our current positions, but we believe our separate journeys will make our discussions interesting and informative for ADs from schools of any enrollment size. All three of us have been active in the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. I currently serve as the president of the IHS ADA, and Scott and Aaron are both recent past presidents. All three of us hold certifications from the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the NIAAA, with Scott being a certified Master Athletic Administrator, and Aaron and myself holding our Certified Athletic Administrator certifications. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and if you have any questions, current situations, or concerns you are dealing with in your program, and you would like us to discuss them, feel free to email us. Our email address is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. That email address again, and this is all one word, is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. And now let's get to today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. It's been a few weeks. I know it. Um, we did our 25th show. I just looked back on July 7th, and now we've had just summer kind of hit us. Uh, we've had vacations and trips, and uh, we just took a little break. But now it's August. Here we go. And uh, we are now, it, Scott and I are here. We're in Omaha. Uh, we just finished up our IHS ADA retreat, and... Uh, so we're just tapping here on Sunday morning, and we've got a special guest. We've got Jeremy Christensen here. Jeremy is our president this year for the IHS ADA. So welcome, Jeremy. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a beautiful morning. Yes, it, it is. In downtown <laughs> Omaha. In downtown <laughs> Omaha. Can't beat it. No, we are, uh, and we're not too early. Uh, you know, it's about 9.45 on a Sunday morning. We didn't roll out too early after a weekend, but it's been a fun weekend. Jeremy is hosted us here this week, uh, this weekend, and uh, of course, we worked hard, too. We had a meeting and all that. and We're overworked, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll leave that there and let you all believe that. <laughs> so, so Aaron is, uh, Aaron couldn't make it this weekend. He uh, has family reunion. We all know how that goes. When, yeah. when the wife says she wants to go to a family reunion, guess what? You're going. You go to a family reunion. 
So Aaron's there with family, and uh, we're missing him this week, but uh, glad to have Jeremy with us. And we're just going to start off, Jeremy, just uh, have you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners our, that are around the world. Uh, Worldly. <laughs> we have an international flair, oh, Jeremy. Yeah, so kind of introduce ourselves to you, kind of where you have, you know, where you're from. Uh, your path to where you are right now. We'll just start with that. Just introduce yep. yourself to us. Uh, I'm originally from Dunlap, Iowa. I uh, went to Board Valley High School. Uh, graduated from University, University in Storm Lake. Um, 22 years old. Got hired as the uh, physical education teacher and head football head track coach at Fremont Mills in, two, in the fall of 2004. Um, what was probably supposed to be or thought to be a very short stint has turned into starting on my 16th year there. Um, I was a principal for the last 11 years uh, and then AD many years in between there uh, coached a little bit of everything and it's been a very fun ride let's put it that way <laughs> uh, do you play football at BV nope no nope. nope, didn't work didn't, out didn't work nope. out yeah but here you are a football here we coach. are a football coach yep <laughs> eight-man football uh, eight-man football were you 11-man when you first got there uh, so we were eight-man when I first got there uh, then we had two years of uh, stint of 08, 09 to where we were bumped up to 11 men, then we came back down to eight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the college football thing didn't work out like we had all planned, and uh, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, yeah. I love it. We've had, uh, I will talk about this, had some really good success in eight-man football. Yep. Uh, state champs, how many times? One. One time. There should be a couple more, but we'll let well, that. <laughs> but, but you've been to the Dome. Uh, eight-man's very competitive, and yep. Fremont Mills has kind of been – You've created a program that's kind of been the benchmark. What do you think has been the key to that <clears throat> coaching? And I mean, you've had some great players. Yep. Uh, we go back to Nate Meyer, uh, Clayton Wilson, who, uh, you know, got a sniff in the NFL. Nate had a great career at uh, Iowa. Yep. And Clayton at Northwest Missouri State. And we were talking about this the other night. I, I think if you describe Fremont Mills football, it's just tough. Tough, hard-nosed kids. So we'd like to have anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's football in a nutshell, but you've been able to do that at Fremont Mills with a, you know, a rural rural setting, mm-hmm. but you've got good kids. They're strong. Uh, I think your probably strength and conditioning has something to do with that. Yep. Tell us what you think the success to that football has been for you guys. Well, I think the success for football, you know, we win a lot of games in the months of June and July with our weight, weight program. You know, Greg Ernster, he's in charge of our strength and conditioning. Uh, he's our offensive line guy. Uh, he does all that dirty work for us. And, uh, so I feel that we, we gain a lot of wins just in that preparation time, uh, during that summer and all year round for that matter. Um, and so I think that's been huge. You know, you go back to when we made a transition from, you know, maybe not being so competitive to competitive. I think track and field was huge at that time as well. Mm -hmm. Um, got kids that could believe in what they were going to do. You know, you go look at coaching and, teaching or whatever it is that everyone does it's all about getting people to believe it before it can happen uh and then our community and athletes are just amazing you know they've done a great job for us uh, people get tired of me saying it but jimmies and joes beat x's and o's all the time you know yeah. uh and so i think that's just been huge in getting the community behind uh what's going on and it's been fun yeah for sure well we're going to talk more about your you know your roles here in a little bit but we'll go to our section now we just do a little who's up who's down <clears throat> you know, a little positive and negative. So we'll start with who's up and uh, 
Scott, you've been silent so far, so we'll... Yeah. Who's up for you right now? What's well, up for you? I, I'd like to just thank Jeremy and his wife, Tara, for a great weekend here in Omaha. Yeah. Um, I think we got some good things done in our meeting yesterday, and just beautiful downtown Omaha. I mean, it's been great. So thank oh. Jeremy and Tara for just oh, a great weekend and, and uh, their hospitality, because I know... <laughs> And, yeah. and Todd knows as being president, it's kind of a stressful time, and you want to make sure you take care of everybody, and you did a great job, so thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Jeremy, what's up for you? Well, I think what's up is that uh, anytime August comes around, I know a lot of people are like, oh, school's starting, but I think it's always an exciting time. Uh, you know, you're kicking off a fresh start. It's a beautiful part about being in high school, either school or athletics. Uh, there's always something new that comes with that fall, and uh there's never a more exciting time in school than when you, you kick off that school year. Um, and so I, th I think that's what's up right now. It's always a refreshing time, and uh, we're getting ready to go. So. All right. Don't, don't I, you just love it when the, you go outside for the first time and, and you first smell the first fall day? You're like, okay, it's football time. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when you walk into the locker room and you yeah, smell the no, locker room after a week yeah, of no. practice. <laughs> that tells you it's fall and it's football time, too. Yeah, that, uh, oh, this is going to be a great segue oh, like into a sponsor right here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Odios, exactly. remove the odor from your locker room. <laughs> yeah. So if they're listening, hey. Right, yeah, let's, get, let's get them on board. <laughs> I agree with Jeremy. I mean, for me, who's up right now, I mean, it's August, and I've been on the job now for a month at Greene County, and – you know, I can only plan so much. I'm just ready to start meeting more kids and uh, seeing them do what they do and see our coaches coach and, uh, you know, start taking the next step and building what we want to build there. And But you got to have the kids in to do that. So I'm excited for them to get there. Um, you're right. I think people start, you know, don't tell me it's August, you know, you know, but I think it's, it's all how we approach it. I mean, you got to be positive. It's going to happen. So let's just embrace it and go with it. So, yeah, so that's who's there's, up. I'm ready for the kids to come back. There's, yeah, there's always that point in the summer and you're like, okay, the kids need to come back. Everybody's uh, getting a little <laughs> jacked up. Yep. Yeah. Get a little angry about things that aren't really important. I would agree. Yeah. So it's just, it's time to go. All right. So who's down? I, I guess I'm going to hit on that again, but who's down is this is the time of year where everybody gets kind of a little bit. Um, <clears throat> just agitated and aggravated and and, uh, and I love the fact that we're bringing the kids back and I love the fact that um, we're going to start a new school year and we got so many people who are just down and angry about having to come back to school and I'm excited so I guess that just irritates me. <laughs> I hear you. Well, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll work through the workers here. You can tell we're kind of out in an open space so, <laughs> you know, hopefully everything can hear okay but Jeremy, what's down for you? Home improvement. <laughs> no hesitation there. Getting ready for this weekend, and uh, we uh, put a basement kitchen type thing in. We did a little bit of everything. And, yeah, it looks great. Uh, so I'd say the 10 days before everyone showed up was a little hectic, and <laughs> I'm glad to be done with that. And if it's not done, it's not getting done. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it looks great. Well, thank you. Yeah, looks good. And uh, yeah, next time you have to host something, next time you can do something. Exactly. Yeah. Your staff, when they come over, they can just put up with it right Yeah, they're now. coming over like next week because it's done and ready to go, and we don't want to have to clean again. So. Yeah, well, good. Good. Keep the kids <laughs> out new, of there. Keep new meeting space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a fantasy football draft night. Hopefully, too. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, who's down for me? Let's see. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's funny because there for a few months, it was every, every time was uh, travelers. It was drivers. Yep. 
And then when I, we took our trip to Canada, it was people on flights, you know, bumping into lines. And I was just thinking the other day, um, I left Des Moines June 19th. That was my last day there. And when I drove out of town, I did not drive back to Des Moines until Tuesday when we had our golf outing. Mm-hmm. So July 30th, is that it? 31st? Yep. Whenever the last Tuesday was. That's the last time I drove into Des Moines. But the commuters still irritate me. <laughs> they haven't changed. A quick, month, quick memory there. A month later, they were still the same. They had not changed. So that does make it think, you know, it's not me. I think, uh, you know, drivers are just idiots. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Being a driver's ed instructor, I can agree with you on that. One. Oh, boy. I don't know how you do it. It's, I mean, I think. It's always interesting how it works out. Yeah. And you bring them in. You probably take them on the interstate, obviously. Mm-hmm. You bring them into Omaha to drive. So Omaha takes a little while to get there uh, by the time you get out and around. So we utilize the interstate, uh, <laughs> Highway 34 there, and then Glenwood for the stoplights and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, it's always interesting seeing those kids go through that progression. Uh, and then you hope when you meet them on the highway a couple of years from now, you're like, yeah. please, please go correctly. <laughs> Well, I'm sure the uh, students from Fremont Mills are excellent drivers, and they are not amongst the group that I label as idiots no, when they're I, driving. I, yeah, I don't think they're in that group, but I, I totally feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, <clears throat> maybe next time I won't have commuters because my commute now is like one minute. Yeah. If I walk, it's seven, and I have to cross the highway, but um, so it's a lot better commute Speaking now. Speaking of crossing the highway, I heard that was interesting a couple weeks ago. When you're out on your jog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Scott has a story. Well, well, well I, was just telling, I, was yeah. tell, I was telling him I was at, at the National Coaches Convention, and I just had a parent call me and chew me out for 45 minutes. So I was, like, kind of agitated. So I'm like, I want to go for a run, which by looking at me, you'd never know. But <laughs> <laughs> we, I go off for a run, and I get to a uh, crosswalk, and I hit the button. I wait for the white. And, I start, you know, running out, and I see this car coming. I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to stop. There's a stoplight. Boom. Hit me, and I go over top of the hood and over the side, and he just keeps on going. Some lady pulls up to me and goes, hey, you know, there's a road out here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm well aware of that, ma'am. And then some other lady came up and actually asked me if I was okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it was fun. Nah, you told me that yesterday, and it was hilarious. Yeah, oh, I told her about I called my wife on my head, just get hit by a car. She's like, shut up, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm serious. So, yeah, that was fun. Man, well, I'm glad you're all right. Oh, yeah. So you literally went over the car. Well, I went just on his hood and rolled up on his hood. I don't think he was going that. He's probably going, you know, going around. So the he ran a red 15. light. Yeah. It was interesting. Oh, that's always fun. So that was in North Dakota, right? Yeah. Nothing against North Dakota drivers, but anyway, I'm going to start on that. I don't know if they'd be Des Moines drivers. Hey, but would. Yeah, they're transferred. <laughs> He's probably, the guy was probably from Des Moines. He, yeah, check his license plates. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I didn't get, that. Oh, I didn't get that far. I was so <laughs> bewildered. All those calls about Des Moines drivers in North Dakota, forward those to Scott Jarvis. <laughs> at, <laughs> tell, him him to, tell him there's call waiting. Right. Well, man, I'm glad you're all right. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm fine. It, was not, it, was not, it wasn't a big deal. I just, That's a funny now story, that, now, that I, now that I look back on it, I think it's kind of funny at the time. I was like, hey. And the guy didn't stop. No, he just kept going. It was, <laughs> it was hilarious. 
I kind of like, uh, I kind of did get a chuckle out of it because <laughs> the lady started yelling at me that I got hit by a car. There's a road there. <laughs> and you were in the crosswalk. Yeah. And you I was were... like, I was literally waiting for the little white, you know, person to show up up on the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. And I look and it almost felt like it was in slow motion. Maybe so. you should have ran faster. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe I was hoping you'd hit me. <laughs> maybe this would be a nice long vacation. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Do it right. Let's yeah, go. Hit me hard. Right. So, all right, let's do a visual. Um, Scott Jarvis jogging. I got to know. Yeah. Do you wear little short jogging shorts? Like, no, no. I, oh, okay. No, I, w- I mean, maybe I should go for that look, though. <laughs> yeah. Those like short shorts. <laughs> you might have stopped. <laughs> No, they probably would have went faster. Accelerated, yeah. yeah we got to get this guy off the road. Yeah, he can't be jogging. Run your th- feet through the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did a nice roll technique though when I got up on the. That's good. On the hood though, it was good. Good. So if you need any lessons, well, well, that just another reason for me not to jog. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, perfect. I mean, it's dangerous out there, so <laughs> stay on those treadmills. The stay wily, on the treadmills and the wily yeah. streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Walking at 6 a.m. is yeah. what we do, so I think hey, I'll stick with that. Facts, yeah, enough. you bet. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. It's my turn. Jeez. <laughs> hey. I got all enthralled in my own story. So, Jeremy, I've always been amazed on how you do your job because you have such a huge role with being a principal, athletic director, football coach, driver's head instructor. <laughs> How do you balance that role of everything that you do? It's crazy. Well, when you don't do anything well, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, just ask a few people. They'll, right, they'll yeah. give you plenty of information. You got, do you have some phone numbers for us? <laughs> yeah, I probably could give you Some plenty. references? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's fun. It, take, it takes a lot of people to help, you know. Sure. Uh, I'll start at home. You know, Tara and the kids do a great job, uh, you know, keeping me in check. Uh, Tara's office is right next door to mine as well, so. We have some interesting conversations at times about some principal things, but that's okay. I bet, yeah. uh, then, you know, the She AD, would never tell you how to do your job. Though. No. <laughs> <laughs> never. And everybody's laughing just like you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I can see that. Yeah. But then from the AD standpoint, you know, we uh, we made a change probably three, four years ago, to kind of a three-headed monster with Greg Ernster and DJ Eric and Breck and myself. Uh, that's been huge just from a – even if it's just a coverage standpoint. Sure. Um, and, and trying to – transition out of that a little bit and so they're gonna they're taking a bigger role as we continue to move forward and uh you know so their help there is outstanding then our coaches you know they probably they probably do more things than they probably are supposed to do they're supposed to focus on the game uh their practices and we try to help them out as best they can but they probably end up helping us out more than anything Uh, and then the staff at school the community always want to jump in and help um you know because right now the biggest thing I'm trying to think of is I do not want to paint that field. <laughs> it's the worst part about being a football coach is painting that field, but mm-hmm. it's really not that bad. It's kind of nice and relaxing, but uh, just the, it, everyone's available to help and they always do a great job for us. And, and once again, when you don't do anything very well, oh. they, they, uh, they help out more. So, yeah, you, you kind of answered this already, but what do you think is the, the thing that or the one thing that you helps or you think helps you be the most successful? helps me be the most successful you know i i don't know you know i think it comes down to the people you work with at all times you know just like any teacher any principal any coach it's relationships it's uh can you motivate people or do they motivate you or vice versa um and so i think understanding how that works and uh 
you know, you, you try to be compassionate and caring when they come in your office, but I'm sure people will be laughing right now and the times that doesn't happen. Right. Uh, but you hope that they understand that even though the answer is no, they, there's a reason why it's no, not just because no to be no. And, uh, I think just getting to, getting to know people and trying to motivate them has been huge for us. Mm-hmm. So are you, because, you know, we there's, there's a lot of people that, are listening that have that dual role. Yep. Um, whether it's assistant principal, AD, they're teaching and they're an AD. Um, and it's a hard, it's a hard deal. It's, it's a hard job. Um, are you able to, when you go home then with your kids, are you able to leave it at school in a smaller community or does, does it follow you home a lot too? Well, I would like to say yes. I think my wife would disagree. Um, I think Ernst would disagree. Uh, I think they both say they get yelled at for other people's stuff. <laughs> but they, but I also have a rule: we're not talking any school stuff once I get home, and that never happens, you know. Right. Uh, so yeah, it always follows you. Uh, but living in the district is great, you know. It's like you're finding out it's just a short drive or a walk or whatever. Uh, I think that being part of the community is awesome. Uh, and so you go up to Casey's, and you're probably going to hear something about whatever happened at the game or this classroom and that's just part of the experience you know well and I think it comes back to you know Steve Duncan I I mean this line that he had at the national convention during his hall of fame speech has just stuck with me for well going on you know eight nine months now Mm -hmm. is that it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I, I we can't get away from the lifestyle of we can't stay away from Casey's to go get a piece of pizza, you know, <laughs> yeah, just because we don't want to talk to somebody. Sponsored to you by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's, if you're listening, we'll take your sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't, I mean, it, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. Whether yeah. you're in Fremont Mills or Green County or Ankeny. Um, and you just have to embrace that. You can't quit living. Um, but I think part of, I mean, you've been there going on 17 years now, starting your 17th year. Starting 16 years. Starting 16 so you're starting 16, you're part of the community, you're entrenched mm-hmm. in the community. I think part of, if you really want to be successful, you have to be open to those conversations too. Yes. You just have to know if somebody's going to say something. Yeah. And if you can, you just got to be able to explain yourself. I think people respect that. And so I think we can't shy away from it. And I know that's hard, uh, maybe for some younger ADs who aren't quite <laughs> as seasoned. Um, even if we've done it a long time, it's hard to have yeah. those conversations. Agreed. Or to explain. Yeah. Always. But I think we have to be open to it. Um, that doesn't, whether you're a dual role or not. And yeah, I, t- I think some of the, part of that, the respect comes from just the fact that you're willing to listen. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if you're at Centennial or no, Fremont Mills. Any, you know, no matter what the size, the issues are all the same. The conversations yep. are the same. The percentage of the conversations may be different. But Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Just listening is part of it, too. Yeah. So then all those roles you've got there... And then now you're the president of the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. Yeah, that, that was a genius idea. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll run for that. I'm not going to get it. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, I think gotcha. A, yeah, I got gotcha. But it, it's been fun. It's been great. You know, you uh, it opens up another network. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's uh, another group of friends. You know, we're sitting there last night just watching the Kansas City and the Twins game. And that was just yeah. relaxing and fun. And, um, it, once again, it opens your network to a, a 
a wider scale. Uh, and I think that we'll be longtime friends for oh, yeah. forever. So it's, right. been, it's been great for us. Yeah, for sure. And, and you'll go to the national convention this year and you'll, you'll go to the president's breakfast yep. and you'll meet 49 other presidents mm -hmm. or, you know, you'll sit with a few of them, but you'll have a network there that you'll, you'll have too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just, and the biggest thing is, I think it probably has, it'll help your leadership capacity. I mean, it'll help you learn different things about leadership that you probably didn't yeah, know before. I would agree that's happened already. You know, just different, different conversation, different way to look at things. Right. You know, we had a, we had a conversation yesterday in our meeting where uh, everything was great and fine and dandy. And then you realize, oh, forgot that portion of the, the conversation and didn't think of the whole thing. And, uh, so it's just that learning at all times and from, mm -hmm. from great leaders that are in that room at all times as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, you'll grow a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a busy year and you're, but it'll go fast. It'll go quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think at the end of the year, you'll, you'll look back, you know, Scott and I have about, gosh, what a great experience, you know, well worth it. Yeah. I mean, you might think, oh, what am I doing? But you know, it's, it's well worth it at <laughs> yeah. the end of it. I want to talk a little bit about the retention and the recruitment of staff uh, with you, because I think one thing oh, I asked you last night and I didn't ask it. I, I didn't ask it to prepare for this so much, but then it struck me. Um, Fremont Mills sitting there, uh, you know, south of Glenwood, rural community, mm -hmm. but you have recruited and retained some really outstanding staff members. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe start with the recruitment. Um, how do you recruit people to come there to, to uh, Fremont Mills um, to teach, to coach, to be a director? What's that look like? Yeah, I don't know if we've done a great job. I think some of them just fall in your lap. Uh, I think it goes back to our community and our people. Uh, we got quite a few of our staff members are they graduated from Fremont Mills or homegrown, so to speak. <clears throat> and so when they come back, obviously that helps just uh, solidify our, our position, so to speak, in the community in a positive way. Uh, but I think the other thing that takes place is you go back to our uh, facility visioning committee and I'm going to throw out 06, 07, 08, whenever that was. Uh, before we started, we, we've had, well, I think, five, four editions since that time. Uh, we talked a lot about, you know, when you go wedding dress shopping, you window window shop first, and then you go into the, the top three that you want. And so uh, during those meetings, we had a conversation about we've got to make our facility look the part to get them in the building. Yeah. You know, whether it's incoming students and teachers, whatever that may be. Uh, and so our community did a very good job of passing those bond issues and make that happen. And uh, then we feel that our relationship on our we feel it's a positive place. I mean, there's days that, you know, nobody gets along and that's sure. that happens everywhere. But yeah. um, I think once we get them in the building, we hope that it sells itself through our conversations and our uh, interaction with those people. Uh, very seldom do we offer a job and it doesn't get accepted. And I think that's a good thing for our staff and our, mm -hmm. our hiring committees and, and our community and students. I think it's exciting. Um, you know, we've got a, a new teacher coming in this year that, it was a very quick interview and boom, boom, we we're all on the same page and we were hired and done. You know, uh, when you start looking at coaches as well, uh, you know, I'll just start in the fall. Our head uh, volleyball coach, her husband's from Fremont Mills. She's from Council West Thomas Jefferson, have, has lived in the community for a very long time, very entrenched. Uh, you look at 
basketball, girls basketball. Uh, head coach is uh, the second leading scorer in Fremont Mills history. Uh, you know, from there, uh, head girls track, head softball, defense coordinator in football is from Fremont Mills, Kyle Fichter. Uh, he does everything for us. Uh, he is the man, by the way. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he says it how it is and needs to be said, and that's exciting. Um, so I think you just get a group of people that have a vested interest in it. And then, then you sprinkle in some, some young talent that, you know, cause we're probably not hiring a, a masters with 15 very often when we, mm-hmm. we have people move around. And, uh, you know, when I switched to the principalship hiring PE, uh, Greg Ernster fell in our lap and I think he's done a great job for us the last 10 years going on 11. Um, then you look at, uh, our vocal music, you know, DJ Erkenbrack, you know, he saved the day with karaoke mm-hmm. last year at the state convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that does everything, I don't even know what he, he's forgotten he's more brilliant. than I'll ever know, by he's the way. Brilliant. Uh, you know, jumps in and new auditorium and makes it just fly, you know. Uh, we saved, I'm going to throw $80,000 because he designed our lighting system rather than just buying the, mm-hmm. the one that the company told us to. So uh, you just, you plug people in like that along the way. And I'm missing a whole bunch of them, but uh, it just makes your building kind of rock and, mm-hmm. and, and rock and roll in a great, great situation. Uh, and then the other one that stands out is Mike Wood. Uh, he's been there 41, no, 34 years. Uh, he was my mentor when I first started teaching there. Uh, he's coached a little bit of everything, and uh, he's nearing retirement, so... Uh, we wish him well, but yeah. hopefully, I told him he signed a, f- a five-year contract last year. But <laughs> yeah. He disagrees with me. Yeah, he yeah. He's a fixture. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think you bring up a good point. I mean, anytime you can hire a graduate, mm-hmm. I just think they have the only way I describe it, it's an extra heartbeat. Yep. Because they're going to go an extra mile. Uh, you know, so that leads us to retention. I mean, you've kept. You mentioned Greg has been there for, you know, going on eleven years now. Uh, I think I think it just if there's a, a leadership principle here, it's it's the fact that you have you have developed great relationships with those people. Yep. You've developed relationships and you've let them do their job. I think you probably I think you know, we think back to people we've worked for that have micromanaged, you don't want to work for them. Yeah. So to retain people, I think you've probably given them a job. I mean DJ's got a vested interest in that auditorium now and the music program obviously, but uh, you just let them do what they do. You found their strength and you let them do it. And there's probably times that's backfired, <laughs> you know, right. and then there's probably people in the building that disagree, but I, I send that back to, you know, Chris Herrick when he uh, hired me to be the football coach at age 22. And he didn't give me a ton of things besides get it figured out, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, then when they bumped me from teacher to principal, uh, he kind of, you know, showed the way of how to do it in my opinion. Uh, here's your job, do it, and we'll only talk about it when it doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I think give, seeing how that leeway is given and allowed me to, you know, I screwed mm-hmm. up a ton. Still yep. will today, you know, right. 40 times. Yeah, but, we all will. Uh, but that's how you learn rather than having somebody just boom, boom, here's how you have to do it, here's what's yep. going to happen. Uh, and there's times, once again, every situation backfires sometimes. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned just from him is here's a steering wheel. Your end result is over there. Get you there. figure out how to get there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's that's what we try to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, I mean, you have to develop a culture that people feel like they can take some risks and fail because otherwise right. you're not going to get anything great by not, mm-hmm. you know. 
would agree. failing a little bit. So that's a good way to look at it, I think. I try to just tell people, keep us out of the Des Moines Register. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really. I mean, it, go do your thing and don't don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass the school, the kids. Um, mm -hmm. But I think then they've got ownership in it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so it's I, like, you know, I, I kind of... I give Tracy Malcolm a hard time. Our volleyball coach, they always have these team building things where they would go to like Fallows, Punk, and Patch. I'm like, just, just keep us off KMA. Right. Get yeah. the bus back, you know. Right. Uh, but I think it's great that they do that stuff. You yeah. know, they, you know, because with football, with guys, we don't do it quite as often. You know, mm -hmm. you put your pads on, you go out there, you slam your heads around a little bit and have a good time. But uh, I think. With they, your heads up, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we hawk roll tackle all day long. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, actually, we had a. Uh, a coach very close to here, a Division One football coach, called a mermaid tackle. I said, well, as long as the kid goes to the ground, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think those taking the time to build those relationships in that situation for our volleyball team has been very beneficial. Uh, and we probably need to do a better job of that from a football standpoint as a coach. And, and even in our building, you know, you, you talk about building relationships, having those conversations. Uh, but there's also a percentage that probably thinks – why don't we do more or, you know, and so always trying to overlap that and improve those areas. Right. Yeah. What do you feel are the characteristics of the best coaches and teachers with you have been associated with? I think number one is they care, you know, they, 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 they care about the kid. They care about the teacher. They care about whoever it is, their parents. Um, it's not just, Hey, we're going to, we're going to run the flex or, we're going to run a two, three zone or one, three, one, or, uh, we're going to run power 75 times in a row. What it, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it comes down to building that relationship and being able to motivate and create enthusiasm in, in the sport or the classroom. Yeah. Um, you know, cause everybody should probably know two times two, right? Yeah. But if you're sitting there and you're bored out of your mind, you got to find a way to make it connect and make it exciting for that kid. Same with you're going over civil war stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I can look it up on my phone. Why, why do you have to tell me that? Well, because we're trying to make it exciting, making a connection. And I think that that's, that's the number one thing is motivating kids and caring about them and, yeah. uh, you know, creating belief. Because if you don't believe it, it can't happen anyway. Yeah. So, Take us back to the days at Dunlap and now Boyer Valley and mm -hmm. Dow City. And, um, did you go to BV knowing you wanted to be a teacher and a coach? So I went to BV originally for athletic training. Uh, probably figured I was going to end up back in the hills at Dunlap at some point. But, <laughs> uh, then switched over to education. Um, once I went into education, I kind of thought I wanted to be a principal. So right out of college, or pretty close to out of college, started my principal classes. Uh, you know, you go back to the Bob Doherty's uh, mm -hmm. when you're sitting there in class. That uh, His son Dan Doherty is one of our coaches and teachers. Uh, Becky Pansy, you know, does, <laughs> her, she she taught grammar and English and all that stuff. And then she became principal, I think, after I left. Uh, but just teachers like that do a great job of, of motivating you to have that connection. And, I, and there's many other teachers, mm -hmm. obviously, but uh, they stand out. You know, Bob Doherty lives in Bedford now. There for a while, he'd stop on his way uh, to his doctor's appointments in Tabor and come in the office, say hi. And, uh, so we try to keep in touch. Probably need to call him here in the near future, by the way. But, uh, you know, I think just having those relationships and seeing how they did things and they were having fun doing it while still challenging you. Um, you know, nobody liked grammar class with 
with Mrs. Pansy, but they love Mrs. Pansy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Uh, and I think that she would always just motivate you to try to do better. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that has carried over into, you know, some of my philosophies as well. I think so. And I, I think that was, you know, kind of where we're going with that. And I just want people to think about those past relationships, those past um, teachers, coaches, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, to be able to see them, um, you know, we always encourage people reach back out. Now you start in a fresh year about just taking a moment to reach out and talk to those people and just, yeah. you just to touch base with them. It means a lot. You think about your past students or players who you get to see, or you make contact with, uh, even if it's on Facebook and they, they just, it means a lot to you now as, as you're older. And I think it's important for us to take time to remember and maybe reach out and encourage the people who are retired now exactly. that helped us, you know, um, and I, you, you made a good point about people having fun and you think about to the staff and I, and again, I think this goes to the retention of your staff at Fremont Mills. I asked you last night, how many teachers you had to hire? None. You just had to hire one because your program expanded. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a great Testament. I think to mm-hmm. your staff, um, yeah, you've got some homegrown there, but you've got people there who aren't leaving, um, uh, Fremont Mills. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just as a leader, <clears throat> whether it's your coaching staff, your teaching staff, and you've got to balance a lot of different staff members. Uh, but I think we just develop those relationships where they really feel like they, they want to be there. So I think everybody out there, just think about how you can enhance the relationships of your staff and, uh, keep them positive and going. And there's always, you know, knuckleheads we got to deal with, but, <laughs> uh, Overall, you just create that culture of uh, culture is an overused word. I know right now, yeah. um, but how do we create that place where people want to be? Yeah, it's a challenge as a leader. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's something we think about all the time, and we're missing the boat in a few areas, and we got to continue to sh- you know strive for more improvement. And yeah, find ways better to environment. Right. Yeah, and you mentioned Chris Herrick, uh, you know, a guy who was kind of a fixture there at Fremont Mills too. Um, just touch again on, you know, recap maybe what you learned from him and your leadership. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the thing that sticks out, and he'll, he'll say the story all the time, is as principal, you probably worry about more of who's selling pork burgers at homecoming <laughs> rather than what's happening in the classroom because mm-hmm. you got a group that sold them last year and now you're going to move it to a different group. And uh, we're going to have some of those conversations here in the near future, <laughs> actually, uh, making some changes in some accounts. But, uh, uh, you know, just – giving you enough rope to maybe screw up, but not to fail completely. It was what he did. And yeah. uh, there's times we probably failed completely and he cleaned it up. And, uh, but I think just having the ability to learn from those mistakes rather than just, and I'm not saying following a template isn't good, Yeah. but gave opportunity to learn, you know, mm-hmm. cause you go back to, and this is probably isn't the greatest statement in the world, but you go back to all your, your college class. How much of it did you truly utilize once you got in that classroom or in that building, mm-hmm. you know, you learn by, well, heck, they didn't tell us that this parent's going to be pissed about that, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. you know or, right. or whatever, you know. Uh, and so you just learn as you go and uh, you flourish, so to speak, through through those experiences. And I think that's one thing that he did very well for me, in my opinion. And uh, He's actually back in Iowa, lives in California, but he, he drove from California to Iowa today, for I think, for a family reunion. So, oh, wow. Uh, I don't know if he'll swing by or not, but yeah. uh, great experience of working for him. Mm-hmm. And then now Dave Goot, uh, he... He's doing a great job. Kind of very seamless transition, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, 
a lot of the same char characteristics in terms of you know letting you kind of do your thing and uh, and learning from another another style of leadership. Right. I think that's that's probably. I think when I, I think back to my four years in Des Moines, um, overall in Des Moines was more of a, a top-down, tell you how to do things. Yeah. And I just always, I think I battled a little bit with that with the upper administration because I was like you. I mean, I just want, I want coaches to be able to do their job. Yeah. And I didn't micromanage them. I tried to let them do what they did. And uh, again, just enough rope. Nope. But uh, to let them go fail a little bit, let them learn, and then have that conversation. Um, I just think it's the way to go. I, I think it takes, um, I don't know, it takes humility on the part of the leader to be able to do that because you're not controlling everything. I mean, I think back to my days as a coach, I tried to control way too much. I'd be a lot better coach today than I, oh, yeah. I was no 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever the case might be. Um, but I, because I think I've learned to see it from a different lens. Um, so I, I think, I think that's a, a big key. So, um, last thing here we'll talk about, I just, what encouragement can you give to somebody thinking about, let's well, going to transition out of the state organization. We said all the hats that you wear, the roles that you have. And, you know, we certainly appreciate your leadership this year is going to be fantastic. It already is. Um, but what do you say to those thinking about getting involved in the organization, whether it's in Iowa, whether it's in another state, mm -hmm. uh, people are listening from, you know, uh, should I, shouldn't I? Uh, what do you say to those people who are maybe thinking about getting involved either at the district level, state level, whatever it might be? Yes, I'll go back to kind of the same thing I talked about uh, when I first gave the speech from the election day is, you know, when you're a young AD or, uh, getting involved and you're sitting there at that state convention and see all the guys in those cool purple jackets, you know, the plum <laughs> coats. Uh, now we're blue, but, uh, you know, you get that feeling of, wow, how, how do you get to that point? You know, and, and what do they do? Or they they must do something crazy, which we all do something crazy, but yeah. then it takes time to realize, well, we all do kind of the same thing, just in a different way, you know? Uh, and so I would encourage those young people to, you know, get involved, you know, at that district level, as soon as you can. You know, just start. Just start, yeah. Have the conversation. Walk up and ask somebody, you know, because that's something I didn't do right away. Um, I didn't walk up and say, hey, how do, how do you do this? I, there was a conversation probably two or three years in where I was like, hey, do you guys need help setting up at the district thing? And then it just kind of took place from there. And yeah. uh, You know, don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. You know, you you might not get voted in the first time. You might not make the ballot or whatever. And you might get stuck in there on a six-year rotation as junior director because people weren't. You know? uh, yeah, that you, would never happen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the point is just, just take that chance. And if it doesn't work out, it'll open up another door. And um, if it does, it opens up four more doors, you know. And uh, don't be afraid to try something and, and to get involved, you know, because I think everybody, and we all sit here today, we're really busy in our building. I mean, nobody's, nobody's more busy than me or than you or, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. but we, there's always time to, to grow and do something more and, and to experience something different. You know, and, uh, when I first asked Mr. Harry, Hey, I've got the opportunity to run for the second vice president, uh, probably need your blessing some days out. And he's like, well, it's going to help Fremont Mills as well. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it has, you know, and I think mm -hmm. that anytime you're helping your building community and yourself and, um, and experience in other leaders, take that chance. All right. 
Well, I think the example there, even from Mr. Herrick, is uh, let your leaders grow mm -hmm. and let them seek experiences where they can grow. Because you're right, it's going to benefit uh, Fremont Mills. It's going to benefit your school, your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, just learning how to, yeah, just experiencing different things leadership-wise. Yeah. I mean, don't you guys find it interesting? Maybe you guys haven't had this, but like neighboring school or AD, hey, you got connections at state. Can you make sure we have a good first round game? Or, you know, I'm like, I don't have that connection or pull, you know, it, it's just interesting how people. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, let me just, let me make a call. Yeah. 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 Let me call a state and make yeah, sure we got a first round by, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't have that, you know, you're one in 20, but let me get that by for you. <laughs> but my point is, you know, it does get people to think that there are, you know, uh, things you can do. And we have those conversations with the state, not about uh, whatever, but you have that relationship that you start to have then at, in Boone or in Des Moines of, you know, when you call like, oh, hey, hi, Jeremy. And rather than, they got to look at the map quick, where's Fremont Mills or where, you know. Uh, I think it is nice to, you know, build that network as well. Mm -hmm. Just because you asked a question. Yeah. Well, and then the question becomes, you know, somebody said, hey, can you make, why don't you get involved? Yeah. You know. And that's how the conversations have turned now. You right. Know, in my opinion, uh, some of the young 80s in the area, well, yeah, call them. Call more often and get to know those, you know, yep. not that it's going to help your seating, but uh, right. it helps in this, the conversation right. of the network. Let's be proactive yep. more than anything. Scott, any other questions come to mind for Jeremy no, right now? I, I mean, I, the, I mean, again, like I said, I just always thought it was amazing. Everything. I, I remember going home after first meeting him. I go, I told my wife, I'm like, He's the AD, the football coach, the principal. I mean. And now we know driver's ed. And driver's ed. I'm and like, he can throw, too. <laughs> oh, Friday Night Lights are now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so I, I do uh, admire the fact that you have such a huge impact on your school community and all the different things you do. is It's amazing. I, you know. Well, thank you. Like I said, it takes a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of people willing to, willing to jump in and help out. And, uh, yeah. uh, which creates a. Once again, another situation of, of belonging to a community. That, right. yeah. And that's what Terry and I love about Fremont Mills and Tabor. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, a year from now as you sit here, are you, when you, when you make your, your final speech in March and you walk off the stage. Um, with the, with the hundred pounds lifted off your shoulders. That's right. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Uh, but it's a great experience in this yep. year, and, and I, you're going to do a great job. I appreciate yeah. your leadership style and how you do it, and I think it's that's it's it's going to be very very good for our organization. Yeah. Um, where do you hope to be in a year as a leader? What what do you hope to grow this year through this experience, uh, through your experience at Fremont Mills? Mm -hmm. A year from now, what's what's your goal as a leader? Uh, I'd say you know, the thing that I'm trying to focus on is build compassion, you know, and understand everyone's situation. I think that's one thing that people in my building probably say is uh, not very compassionate at times. And there's probably times I'm not, you know. Uh, but I think that understanding uh, all the situations and going through the situation we talked a little bit about last night, about yesterday's meeting, you know, understanding how to make the, the pieces all fit together. How do you take two triangles in a circle and create the best possible thing for our association and mm -hmm. or for myself or for us, depending on what, yeah. what phrase or what way you look at it. So from my standpoint, I think I want to, you know, be a better leader and in, in listening and compassion about other people uh, and, and understanding where they're coming from and, and try to impact, you know, other areas, not just Fremont Mills or the corner conference at this time, you know, mm -hmm. have an impact in 
uh, Northwest Iowa, Northeast Iowa, Central, uh, the Golden Circle. I always like to talk about. Uh, that's from Nate Book, by the way. He always gets mad when I say that. Yeah, uh, uh, I think that you know building that thing, and then also learning from more people. You know, every meeting we have uh, with our was there sixteen people in there, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learn something new, and you try to take that back to your building and family. And yeah, yeah, that's my goal and where I hope to be. Great. Well, Jeremy, thank you, yeah. and have a great year. Thank Not you. only yes, Fremont well. Mills, but look forward to the next year in the state state level in our organization. Appreciate that. Scott, have a great start to your year. Yeah, yeah you too. Um, and then also to everyone else out there who's listening, uh, August is here, and uh, have a great couple weeks of prep here yet. What do we hear? Are schools in Omaha or around here starting this week? Eighth or something like that, yeah. You just now it's just time to grab onto the train and <laughs> hold on. Woo-hoo! Hold yeah. on. Here You're we go. Ready. It's coming. All right. Everyone's got their uh, complimentary twain, train whistle now from Scott <laughs> for the day. So Can you do that again? Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great start <laughs> to your school year and uh, be blessed.